nice to meet you, Jeffrey. Um, I'm Kate. Um, I'm very excited to talk with you. Uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, and my, my first question is, uh, it, it's really easy, but it's something I've been thinking about. What was y'all's inspiration for Immortals Phoenix Rising? Well, there were several. Um, part of it was the animation team itself, you know, because they did some early animations that were kind of over the top and sort of slapsticky that yeah. um, really made me laugh. And then I thought, you know, oh, what if the whole game was like this? Uh, but really, you know, growing up, it's films like The Princess Bride, like Robin Hood Men in Tights, um, and then more recently, something like Guardians of the Galaxy, where the stakes are incredibly high, but that comedy is still there. Yeah. And that's really awesome to hear, especially because we don't really think of those movies or think of, of comedy when we think about Greek mythology. And one of the things that I know you all kind of had was not only did you have the presser of everybody knowing what Greek myth is kind of from all these other media, but also having Ubisoft just done uh, Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well. So how did you all really lean on comedy to kind of um, help you all stand out? Or did you feel that pressure at all? Well, it just struck me that a lot of the adaptations of Greek mythology have kind of swept a lot of the inherent humor under the rug to do something incredibly serious. And the yeah. Greeks were all about balance, you know, that they believed that their gods were just like humans and had like humor, had a humorous side, had a dark side, had a light side, and um, they celebrated all of that. And so I think there's a lot of humor um, inherent in the myths. And so I really wanted to bring that out because it felt like a fresh take on it. And also even before COVID, because you know, we started work before COVID, it felt like there was this growing darkness in the world. Yeah. And so something inside just said, we, we have to do something very, very light um, because I think people need that. Um, also, the tone of the art direction and the, and the early tone of the animation suggested something light you know when you're making a video game it's very easy to go into the very dark and serious yeah. direction but there's this other side you know if you look at film for instance half of the movies that come out are comedies and yeah. games there's there's barely any and yeah. so you know it just felt like oh here's this bright art direction and here's this slightly slapsticky animation you, you treat your game like an actor, you know, where you look yeah. at their strengths and it felt like the game was saying, make me laugh. <laughs> and I will, I will say I've put about 26 hours, I think last time I checked into the game so far, it is, and it, it has been that lightness in everything. So I do want to thank you all for that and, and really putting that into the world because at least for me, it resonated and it, it's been what I've needed right now. Um, with humor being such a large, a large component, one of the things that struck me was having Prometheus and Zeus as a du as dual narrators and kind of like fighting narrators, kind of like the Muppets old men, but like one of them is happy and is hopeful for you. And the other one just like, just wants the story to be over and the credits to roll really fast. Um, what went into kind of balancing those two personalities and making sure that it never feels, um, 
it never feels too much. Because I will say one of the things that was exciting was I never know when they're going to pop up and talk. They they do. Sometimes they give me tips. Sometimes they're, you know, they're adding levity. How did you all design that dual narration process? Well, first of all, you know, they felt like the original odd couple because you have these cousins that were friends because they fought against the Titans together. And then Prometheus was very pro human and so he stole fire to help the humans and then um zeus as punishment chained him to a rock on top of a mountain and had an eagle peck out his liver every night for all eternity so obviously <laughs> you know that relationship is really soured but yeah. zeus needs prometheus's help in the game so they have all of this comic and dramatic ammunition going into that and then prometheus has this very nerdy aspect you know he's very um scientific and he yeah. believes in advancing humanity and Zeus is, you know, the opposite. Zeus likes to party and he he's bored with any kind of serious scientific discourse. And so yeah. that that kind of that they felt, you know, perfect together. And then in terms of the amount of time that they speak, it really is a you have to sense it. You know, I would play through the game and there would be, you know, a moment where it's like, oh, I want them to talk there. So you just you play. You play and you're like, oh, they should hear, they should talk there. But sometimes, you know, it's level designers who are saying, hey, I feel like right at this moment, it would be good to add something. Or, um, you know, someone in the world says, oh, here's a landmark. I think that there should be a comment on that landmark. So it's, it's as with everything in video games, you know, it's definitely a dance where you're talking between all the different departments. And sometimes people suggest things and sometimes you suggest things and, and, um, you know, it's very collaborative. And, you know, the, with the narration of, of the, of the game, storytelling is such a huge element. Um, and, and Phoenix, who we play is a storyteller. What went into making Phoenix a storyteller and not like, you know, the traditional demigod that like we kind of think of when we think of all of, you know, uh, of I, technically all the demigods that are corrupted in this game so far. <laughs> uh, Phoenix is very different. Well, this, I guess, also comes from growing up where my favorite books were things, were books where you have a a kid from a normal neighborhood who ends up kind of stumbling into something like Lucy and Narnia yeah. or Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz or um, there, there's this book, Jeremy Thatcher, Dragon Hatcher. Um, the best books for me were always a, a normal kid discovering magic in their world. Yeah. And, and so the same thing is used very aptly by Steven Spielberg in Jurassic Park, you know, bringing the paleontologist who yeah. studied dinosaurs, but never would have seen one, you know, to the park. So that feeling of awe and wonder, uh, you know, I just, I felt like, ah, I, I, this is a great opportunity to have that because Again, that transition, and it felt right here because, again, you have something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and all of these historical games, which, um, you know, are set in reality to a, a large degree. Yeah. And so it felt to me like Phoenix was making a journey from that reality that we needed to make that transition where Phoenix yeah. comes out of 
something like Assassin's Creed and shipwrecks into this extraordinary world. Yeah. So, you know, Phoenix having told these stories, but never seen anything magical or seen any of the gods and, you know, her religion tells her that they are real, but she doesn't know it, you know, and, and probably like we do doubts it to have her enter into that world and experience this thing that she's loved her whole life, but never truly believed in, uh, felt exciting. And, and I will say it is very exciting. And one of my favorite things is every time I encounter a new God. Um, and so far I've only encountered Aries and Aphrodite, but that's because I'm so obsessed with the vaults of Tartarus that I tend to try and finish all of those before I continue my quests. Um, what when one of the things that I find fascinating is how you all decided what the essences were that we would have to find or that were taken away and how the gods are presented to us when we first meet them. Because I, for the life of me, I never would have thought Aphrodite is a tree. And then I never would have thought that her sadness is very integral to her character. How, how did you all decide to kind of piece apart the gods like this for us to rebuild as players? So. It felt to me like the biggest pressure we're experiencing in our modern age right now is the fact that um, on one hand, you have all these social media feeds that are curated by people making it look like their life is perfect or their food they're eating is perfect or their relationship is perfect. And so, you know, and those are curated where people are editing out the bad parts and then they just make you, you just see these perfect lives that you don't have. And then at the same time, you know, the camera is always on. So any mistakes that you make or that your heroes make are recorded. And so you see your heroes being selfish, you see them falling down the stairs, you see them being silly. And so, you know, basically the pressure is like from both sides, there's this huge pressure to be perfect. And then there's this huge pressure that you can't be perfect because everyone's gonna record all of your mistakes. Yeah. And so, doing a comedy you know that's coming out in 2020 it felt like you know the greeks had it right again they've been they're all about balance and they saw the their heroes as flawed you know that they have these sides to them that are not as good and 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 that's not only fine it's what makes them heroes and so it felt to me like examining each of the gods and stripping away their negative characteristics and saying, what would this person be like without those negative characteristics and showing that they're in fact, like they, they lose this depth that makes them human. Yeah. And then restoring those, those characteristics and celebrating them uh, felt to me like, you know, us letting down our hair and saying, you know what? Yeah. We, what, what makes Phoenix or makes any of us a hero is our selfishness and jealousy and pettiness, if that can be harnessed for good. Yeah. There's a moment in the game that really struck me. And it was when Phoenix tells, or Aphrodite tells Phoenix that she's too much, that everybody tells her that she is too much. And Phoenix tells her that's wrong. Like you're exactly what you need to be. And playing that game, and playing that moment and watching it unfold, like it just really hit me in my heart. 
And I was wondering what went into crafting that dialogue that really, because I, I know you said like those flaws are the important pieces, um, but really recognizing that, uh, I, I don't, sorry, I don't know how to form this question. That scene was just really powerful to kind of watch unfold. So like what went into just crafting the dialogue to really hit those like emotional moments and then Zeus being like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Like how, like, how did you blend such emotion and impact with that humorous piece as well i guess is kind of what i'm trying to ask that was an that was an incredible scene to write because uh i came into that scene that particular line you're talking about came from a writer working under me named kate who's really great like but the, the part where aphrodite says aphrodite yeah. you're too much but the reaction to it so the reaction to it was not there originally, but I had this idea that that being, you know, that that what Aphrodite was so upset about that caused you know that caused Aphrodite to start a war was to show Zeus that she couldn't be controlled by him. Yeah, you know, and that his attempt at controlling her wouldn't work. Yeah. But she needed to realize that. And I wasn't quite sure how to articulate it. And I think I had, I'm not sure what I had before, but Amy Kaufman, who helped me edit and is fantastic. I don't know if you know her. She wrote a bunch of New York Times teen bestsellers and she's never worked on a game before. And so I brought her in to help me edit this game. Yeah, she sits that scene the way you're seeing it. I think that bit like the response was her and she like I told her what I just told you and she was like, yeah. I think the line should be this and and we were doing it like back and forth. I was actually on a flight to like Poland right before COVID <laughs> locked everything down and we yeah. were talking and yeah, that scene just so it was definitely like a collaborative effort and in, in, in it, I'm glad you appreciated that because she said the same thing, which was this scene is really important to me as a woman and as a writer. Yeah. And like, so I'm glad, and she, I'm sure she'll be thrilled that it hit that <laughs> way too. Um, and as a final question, I mean, I, I do want to ask, this could have been a linear narrative with you choose one character or you choose one of two characters, but you all have, have created something that we can really put ourselves into, um, you know, with, with uh, the aspect of creating our own Phoenix. And uh, I wanted to ask, what do you want people or, or what do you, your team, what do you want people to take away from playing this game at the end of the day? I mean, for me, it's what I talked to you about a few minutes ago, yeah. which is that um, you don't need to be perfect and that those people who curate their Instagram feeds, that their relationship or their food or their life is 100% not what you're <laughs> seeing. And so for you to strive to make your reality that is a false goal because they are making that up. So you can construct your reality however you want it to face the outside. But know, like, again, as the Greeks say, be balanced and know that yeah. you're sometimes going to be messy. You're sometimes going to mess up. 
and that um, you have to forgive yourself. And then hopefully also that the world will. I mean, that was another thing that was important to me in this game. Yeah. Um, this, this idea that you can make mistakes when you're 18 and you're 16 and they're recorded forever now. Yeah. And so it feels like almost insurmountable where you're like, oh, I, I had this like drunk night as an 18 year old where I made a bunch of mistakes. And now the, when I'm 60, I'm still going to be hurting from yeah. that because people are still going to be bringing it up and there's videos. And so we need to let go of those moments and we need to forgive people. Yeah. You know, we need to say this person in this particular context, um, this stuff happened and yes, it's permanent. It's on the record forever, but they're not that same person now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I know we're at time. Um, just genuinely, I have had such a blast and a pleasure playing this game. Like it really has been the light that I've needed um, so oh, far. So, so thank you for your work. That. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 seriously, that Aphrodite scene, like that hit me so hard. <laughs> I felt Aphrodite in that moment. Um, Y'all did have done a phenomenal job and I can't wait for everybody to get to play and get to hear this interview and everything else. So thank you. That really means the world to me because, you know, when you're writing, it's kind of like you're exploring around in the dark you, and, you know, again, that scene, it was like, I knew what needed to happen in that scene. Kate had this great line, which is you're too much. And then Amy brought in, I think the, the lines that really hit it, but it really, it really feels like you're shaping, you know, you're, you're trying yeah. to figure it out. And then, so yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Well, I don't want to take any more of your time because I know we were only booked for 20 minutes, but I hope you have a great, great rest of your day and enjoy the upcoming holiday. <laughs> you as well. And enjoy the rest of the game. I hope you love all of it as much as you love what you've played so far. Yeah, I, I'm excited. That's all I'm going to do this week. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I can't wait to see what you think about the the end and, and I am excited for Athena because yeah. Athena is my favorite goddess so I just can't wait to get to her <laughs> cool <laughs> awesome thank you so much <laughs>